Welcome to the Warrior Mama podcast, as we learn how to apply God's Word to our lives in motherhood, finding in big and small ways that the truth of the gospel applies not just to our lives as moms, but also to our children's lives, so that as we stand anchored in Him, we mother confidently with our hearts at rest. I'm so glad you're joining me today at the kitchen table. Welcome back to the kitchen table this week. We are beginning a, probably a summer series called Breaking It Down. And we're going to be breaking down some common ideas or common things that we really wrestle with as moms. It may be behaviors. It may be seasons of life. It may be cultural pressures, like what culture tells us we should be doing with our child. We're going to be breaking those down. We're going to be looking at them with the lens of Jesus, the lens of the gospel. And then truthfully, we're going to be building them back up in a way that will allow us not just to know why we choose to do something with our children or to know why we choose or believe something specific about our children or about our motherhood, but also to be able to communicate that well to our kids. Because the job here, if we sit here week after week and we talk about this stuff, if we talk about Jesus and there is not the ability for you to turn around and it to flow out of you to your children, then truthfully, I believe this is a waste of time. The goal of this podcast is not that you have information that you can hold on to for maybe a little bit of time. Like I want what you learn here and I pray that the Holy Spirit sits with you as you listen. Maybe you listen again. Maybe you listen again but that the Holy Spirit will allow his words to sink down into your soul so that they flow out of your mouth to those around you, especially to your kids. Y'all, my prayer is that we would begin to be a generation of warrior mothers who confidently stand up in the power of Jesus. And we stand, and maybe that's all we can do. That's what Ephesians 6 says. He says, just stand firm. When you've done it all, just stand. But that we stand confidently in what God's word says, knowing that his word is sufficient for every situation that we come into contact with. Whether it's about raising our kids, whether it's about walking in our marriages, whether it's about walking in our jobs or our ministries, or whether it's simply about walking with a mind that is whole and healthy because we know what scripture says and we know what Jesus says about us. We are living in days where this is becoming harder and harder to be discerning about what the truth is. And we're getting more and more fatigued 
trying to figure it out, I think, aren't we? So we are going to spend this summer, with some exceptions of some guests that are coming in and out, we are going to spend this summer breaking down big and little, but they're all important places in our lives that we need to understand how the gospel sits at the bottom of it as a foundation upon which we build. You know, I have shared this story before in here, but it is scripturally based that God kind of unpacked for me. We had a house that the foundation of the house was not attached, actually, to the pillars under the house. So therefore, very quickly after the house was built, we started to see this weird sloping going on. And we had to get all these people and specialists in there. And in essence, with a house that was built, we had to go under the house and rebuild the entire foundation. Why did we have to do that? Well, the floor was getting all warped, but we were also starting to see some cracks on one wall. And then way up on the second floor, there was a window that my son threw a baseball at and it broke it. So we had to replace the whole window. But in trying to replace the window, because the house was changing, because the foundation wasn't firm and strong, that window was almost impossible to replace until we could get the foundation right. And truthfully, what alerted us to it all and motivated us to fix the foundation was that busted window from a baseball. It was the obvious place that needed fixing, but the fixing couldn't happen with just the easy removal of one window popping in of another. We had a massive foundational problem. And until that was aligned properly and it was level and everything was put on strong grounding, it didn't matter what we did to that window to kind of make it work, it was not going to work. And in our lives, especially now, where we are walking and what is going on all around us and what our children are hearing and what we are needing to be discerning about, we need to have a good, solid foundation of Jesus Christ. What we will see the problem in is a window in our life or a crack in a wall where all of a sudden we realize this child believes something we didn't even see coming and they believe it and wholeheartedly espouse it. All of a sudden we've allowed something to come into our family that we didn't understand what it was and now it's become this big thing. You know, scripturally, there's a warning that says, watch out for foxes in your vineyard. And Jesus gives this word picture of the man building his house upon the sand. And the house was fine until a storm came. And when the wind blew and the rains came down, that house fell because its foundation was on shifting sand. And then Jesus says, but... For the one who builds his house on the rock, the winds still come, the storms still pound, but that house stands firm because it is 
on the foundation. And Jesus was saying the foundation of me is what he was saying. Build it on me. And so we're going to spend our summer months until this, until I feel like from God that he says, you have done it. We're going to spend time breaking down, pounding with massive sledgehammers on faulty foundations. And we're going to start building it back into place so that when we have to go hang windows and when we have to spackle the cracks and walls that we realize are there, or we have to make floorboards straight again, we can because we're built solid. Because there's not one of us who is not going to walk through a storm. I don't know if you have yet. And, you know, our family has walked through so many seasons of storms where I wasn't sure if we were going to make it. They were hurricane force winds. They were massive, torrential, thunder-booming, lightning-popping, scary, scary storms. But I can tell you this. God, as my foundation, has never shifted and has never failed. So we're going to start today with this question. We have to start basic So we do this a lot in here, but we have to start basic because I believe most of us walk around with what Paul Tripp calls gospel amnesia. We hear the gospel, we remember the gospel, and then we forget it. So we are going to start back really basic. Why would you and I, why do we want to be a warrior, mother, with a foundation firm and strong. And what is that foundation? And we're going to take a few weeks and we're going to build it out very briefly, looking at the key truths that we talk about in resetting your mind and motherhood. That course is where you need to be. There is not a single woman who doesn't need to take that course. Personally, I wrote the course and I have now taken the course four times because I suffer from gospel amnesia. I forget these key truths and I have to go back through these exercises that we do in the course where we are looking at our lives with God's perspective, not my perspective, not the condemnation the enemy wants to heap on me, not his perspective. And not the perspective of those people around me. Some people think I'm amazing. They think I've hung the moon. I don't need to be walking in light of their perspective. Other people know me very well. (laughs) They know I haven't. I don't need to be walking in light of their perspective. And I certainly don't need to be walking in light of the perspective of this world. Even the Christian world. I have to walk in light of what God says about me. And you do too. In the show notes today, you will see a quick link where you can go and you can purchase this course. You need to get into this course. We're going to walk through a little bit of the material today, a little bit of the material next week. But this is a six week. You get every every day for six weeks, you get 
little snippets. And this is just one little snippet out of all 30. But I promise you that if you will stand in the truths of that course, then the rest of this summer, what we talk about, oh my goodness, it will make so much sense to you. You will be so excited to put this into play in your family. These words will flow out of you to your children and you will find yourselves talking to a child and just loving them well with the grace of God. Why? Because you have taken the time to write it on your own heart first. So today, I want to talk about this one concept that you and I are walking and we can walk secure because Christ holds all the pieces together and he calls us his workmanship. You see, for so long, I thought that the children that I had been given, while I knew that they had they were gifts to me from God, totally knew that. And my story, I've said my story before on the podcast of how we came to even have children. We were told we would never have children on our own. And God chose in his grace to give us a gift we never dreamed we would get in a bounty. <laughs> and I laugh about that sometimes. But, you know, while I knew my children were God's gift to me, the enemy had come in and stolen from me the truth that God had chosen me for these children, had chosen me for exactly what I was walking through with my kids. The ways that my kids were easy and the way that my kids were super hard was divinely chosen as my job. That's a huge concept. But quickly then, when God began to unwrap that for me, well, then I was just flooded with the feeling of, well, I'm not doing it well at all. I am messing this up beyond imagination and beyond recognition, God. And it is not going to be what you had in mind. Why would you entrust me with these? These are hard kids. And what God needed to unpack for me was that I was his workmanship and that I had been created to do things that he had planned for me to do. And that is what you are too. So the first eye-opening moment that I want us to understand about breaking down the gospel and putting it inside of our motherhood is we need to understand that we have been chosen for this, that this is not a mistake no matter how those children came into your home, whether they came in through your stomach, your belly, whether they came in through adoption, whether they came in through marriage, or whether they came in because you're fostering them and they're in your home for a season. When we understand the sovereignty of God, that he holds it all together in his hands, that everything was created by him and for him. How do I know that? I know that because Colossians 1 tells us that. And we're going to look at all these scriptures. We're going to, what we do in this course is everything needs to be anchored into the word of God. It doesn't need to be anchored into my opinion for you. It will do no good for you and me 
on this podcast or if we were sitting in person with a real cup of coffee at my kitchen table for me to give you my opinion and to sugarcoat things and to say, oh God, you know, God gave you these children. If I don't connect it to the word of God, then it is easily stolen and turned into a lie by an enemy who hates you and hates your child. So we want to anchor everything in the word of God. And we're going to do that over this summer because I want you rooted in God's word, not in what I say. So it says in Colossians 1, 17, because we need to know, how, how do we know that Jesus chose me? How do I know that these kids are in my home specifically these kids. Maybe they could have been any kid, could have gotten anything. And these are the ones I got. No, you got very specifically designed and appointed children. They are yours for a reason. So here's the first proof. Ready? Colossians 1, talking about Jesus. Verse 15, Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. This is just the beginning of a passage, which is declaring the absolute supremacy of Jesus Christ. But the first thing I want you to understand is, number one, all things were created by him. Every one of your children was created by him, and so were you. So if, even in that concept, a lot of us have been, that has been chipped away at by lies that says it just kind of happened. No, everything about you, everything about you was created. By Jesus, not just created by him, but created through him and for him. You were created for Jesus. Your child was created for Jesus to bring him glory, to be part of the anthem song that says Jesus is worthy of it all. But then listen to this part. He is before all things, meaning he's, in, he's over it all, he's ahead of it all. He's before all things, meaning his position is before all things. And then in him, all things hold together. Your family is held together by him. Well, if that's not enough for you, if you don't, you're like, meh, I don't know. Okay, let's look at Hebrews. Let's look at Hebrews 1.3. Again. Talking about Jesus, it says, we're going to go back to verse two. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He, meaning Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. He upholds the universe. He upholds your family, my friend. By simply the word out of his mouth. And here we have in Ephesians 1, it talks again, he says, meaning God talking about Jesus, he put all things under Jesus' feet and gave him as head over all things 
to the church. And the church, which is his body, is the fullness of him who fills all in all. You and I are living secure because Jesus Christ holds all of our pieces together. And that means your children and your family. Even if there's heartbreak in it, even if it is hard, even if you don't understand why certain things have happened, Jesus is still holding it. And ultimately, it is all for him. And he is at work. Sometimes we don't understand it. And I know that. And I have walked in seasons where I really was scared that he was not holding it all together. But he promises in his word that he does and he is. You can look at John 1. That's another passage that also declares the same truth. But we're going to skip down now. So that was Ephesians 1. We're going to skip down into Ephesians 2. And we're going to look at the passage that I just quoted a little bit ago. Because if we are going to know that we have been chosen for this, we also have to say, well, I mean, can I do it? Am I up to the task? And I want you to know God's thought process about you, which is, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You have been placed in your family to be a mom to the one, the two, the three, whatever he's given you. It is exactly right for you. And it is his work that he has prepared when? Beforehand for you to walk in. And you are his workmanship. And that word workmanship, when we take that apart in our course and we begin to understand what that means to be his workmanship, it begins to change the way you see your walk with God. You see, because it's one thing to say, yes, I totally believe that God made me and, you know, he made my kids. It's another thing to understand that what God is talking about here in Ephesians 2 is not just the way that he made you physically, but the way he made you spiritually. You see, in this passage, what Paul has just set out is the fact that God, rich in mercy, loved you when you were completely dead in your sin and sent Jesus so that by grace you would be saved. And then he says he gave the immeasurable riches of his grace towards us so that you can't even boast about it, that it is a gift of God. And then he says, for you are God's workmanship. And that word workmanship, it's only used twice in the Bible in the New Testament. It's used here and it's used in Romans 1, verse 20. And in Romans 1, what Paul is talking about is the work of creation. See, this word workmanship means to be created out of nothing. And we know creation, God made the world out of literally nothing. You and I can't create out of nothing. No matter what we do, and it's a great it's a great little something to do with your kids, there's nothing that they can create without having had, had to use something already created. But God created with just the words of his mouth, right? He created our creation, all of creation. That's Romans 1. But here Paul talks uses this exact same word, to be created out of nothing. But he has now shifted its meaning to be a spiritual creation out of nothing. Meaning that you and I, as his daughters, 
invited to walk boldly in faith, redeemed and changed, His grace poured out over us when we were dead in our sins. We have been created spiritually out of nothing. We didn't bring anything to the exchange. We don't offer one little bit of kindness, one little bit of patience, one little bit of goodness as a mom or wisdom as a Like we don't bring anything to this exchange. And yet God says, you're my workmanship and I've created you for things I have prepared ahead of time for you to do. So today, as we just begin this concept of understanding you and I are his workmanship, what does that mean then in our home life? How would we define our motherhood understanding that out of nothing, God created us to be engaged with our children He's prepared ahead of time. He's chosen us ahead of time. But he's also promising to hold it all together for us. That Christ has it all held. And we can trust him in that. That we're living secure in his story. Christ is holding all the pieces. What would that mean? Because when we begin to understand that we are his workmanship and we begin to understand that also means that our children who are not saved have the opportunity to walk into salvation and you and I are tending an environment that allows the Holy Spirit to do that work and we get to speak over them. Listen, I want you to know something. Jesus holds your life together. He holds you. He holds you fast. That he created you specially and uniquely. And you have things that when you are surrendered to God, I promise he is, he's got stuff for you to do. He's already thought about, prepared ahead of time for you. See, those are words that will give our children the beginning of a vision of why would I want to follow God? Because God holds it all together. So when we begin to understand workmanship for ourselves, it begins to spill out in our language to our children, just driving around in the car, just talking day to day. So for today, I really want you to begin to think, what would it mean for you to understand workmanship from his perspective, to trust that he has designed you specifically and then designed your children specifically. And for the two of you, your personality that he designed, and your child's personality to walk together. Next week, we're going to be talking then about what naturally comes out of that is, well, I better start doing a whole lot of things better. And for this week, I want you to understand, I want you to stop on that thought. When that thought comes to your mind, I want you to simply say, God, for today, I trust that I'm your workmanship. Next week, we're going to tackle That idea of, well, then I better start doing it a lot better. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down and talk about it from a gospel perspective that it's not the doing that God's about. I pray that you will understand the truths of his gospel because we have to have our foundation solid, my friend. And for me, this truth, I have to keep returning to. 
So I'm going to encourage you, spend some time in the word. Look up the word workmanship. Hunt down the way Jesus holds things together in your word. Find those passages. Get in the course for setting your mind in motherhood. It will give you tons of scripture about this. Tons of ways to anchor this truth, not just for you, but for your child. Because you may catch it with one verse, but your child may need to hear it in a different verse. And it's all there for you. Not just for you, but for your child. I encourage you to go. Join us. We would love to have you in that. But I want you to know today, you can stand in that one truth. God has created you to be a workmanship in Christ Jesus, meaning in salvation. So if you do not know Jesus as your Savior, please reach out to me. So that you can do the good works He has prepared ahead of time for you to do in your home with your children. Thanks for listening this week to the Warrior Mama podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support other Warrior Mamas, I'll tell you that one of the best ways that you can do is you can just share this podcast with your friends. You know, sometimes we love to talk about the things we like the most for our face, for our life, for our kids. Can I tell you that it would be a great blessing to begin to share with other moms the things that God is teaching you and the ways that He is growing you in Him. Our prayer over here at the Warrior Mama Podcast is that this podcast is something that does that for you in your life. So feel free to share it with your friends, post about it on social media, and of course, leave a rating and a review. I love seeing what God is doing in your lives. And I look forward to sitting with you at the kitchen table again next week.